Welcome to Peace at Home. I'm your co-host, Sinan. And I'm Jamie. And our music is by Jordan. Uh, they, I remembered. We've been off for so long, and I remembered the bit that I never remember. Yep, well done. Someone, someone fucking scorched me with, like... Oh, yeah, because yeah, someone watched my YouTube videos for the first time. They're a friend of mine. And they literally came back to me and said, look, don't be offended by this question. I genuinely don't mean any offense, but do you have ADHD? And I was just like, what the fuck? I just got fucking, like, targeted from orbit with that one. And then someone, and then I mentioned this story on stream and someone was like, oh yeah, would someone with ADHD forget to mention that their podcast has music by Jordan? And I was just like, fuck's sake. Everyone but me knew all along what the problem was. <laughs> Which I is think, great. honestly, probably safe to just diagnose everyone on Twitter. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's something going on. Anyway, um, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm not on Elon Musk's pedo submarine. <laughs> that ain't where I am. If you're, if you're hanging out on, on the non-submarine, that's your business, everyone. The podcast isn't even living there anymore. Nah. Just use that account. Use that account for beef now. Yeah, like you use that account to say things that like we can't. I, well, I don't really give a shit because like I only, I only, I sometimes I get sent links that are on Twitter, so I have to use the piece at home account just to make sure I can see everything. Yeah, but then I see notifications, and I'm like, but why do we have notifications? People still following us or what? And I see that it's like something like, for example, if say one of the co-hosts and we won't say who it was replied to someone. It's November, you soft southern shite. It, I, I don't know which one of us would have done that, frankly. <laughs> it's unclear as to who's responsible. But, yeah. To be fair, that guy was being a prick. So He was. Right. Jamie, do you remember what we were, what we were up to before we went on our unscheduled break because we decided that the mental health and also business busyness in general was too bad? Uh, having mental health, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Turkey. If you if you could summarize the story of Turkey in the seventies, <laughs> it's um, it's having mental health. I think. Um, yeah, was the last the... thing we covered that like fucking shooting in the square? Or... Was it? Um, or that was might something... be true. It was near Maybe... there, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna look up episode thirty six as notes, and I bet I wrote no notes for it. <laughs> I wrote no notes for it. Um, <laughs> I did write notes. Okay, I wrote enough notes. We were actually talking about so the 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 square shooting, the massacre was the episode before. It was episode thirty five. We were talking about that mayor who tried to do communism. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes, and the military came in and basically took over the governance of the area and decided not to return governance of the area to a civilian administration. I wonder if that's... I wonder if that's something that we're going to see happen again. Just an interesting... Interesting thoughts, you know? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? It's... It's, you know... Um, I also noticed my notes here. Note the inflation rate in Turkey is between 70 and 100%. And also it was the most unequal country in Europe. Which more or less described the UK for a while <laughs> recently. So, um, that's good. That's good yeah. to know. It was really fun when we had that one day where inflation was 112%. That was a really good day. Under Liz Truss's stalwart leadership. Yeah. Um, 
I assume that happened anyway. Um, I, I, I really like Liz Truss was such a like a flash in the pan. I don't mean in the British Union a fascist way, although I do mean it like that as well. Um, <laughs> that, that like that I hardly remember what was specifically her. The only thing I remember is specifically being her as the Queen died. Like that was her, and then like yeah. and then she and then she fucked off, which you know, it's it's fine. I was pretty pleased with it. So, okay, so we've had, like, we've had the massacres in the square. In fact, there have been multiple massacres, really, that are worth talking about. All of them, weirdly, get this, are directed towards leftists. Shocking. Yeah, and a lot of the time, the perpetrators are the Grey Wolves. That's really weird. And also, yeah. the, and also the people keep not being punished for, for these crimes. And it's really strange. What I, Honestly, I, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. I can't imagine why this would happen. I, I don't I don't know why this happened. But we need to we need to set a bit of background here first. Not like the whole seventies, but a little bit. Country is basically ungovernable, it's a complete fucking mess. Governments can't do anything. I mean governments can't do anything is just like no wonder neoliberalism came in so quickly after this. Like just yeah, government yeah. can't do anything. Uh, even though that's not really a fair description of neoliberalism, but anyway, the the country is engulfed in left-right political violence. You know, years of lead, all sorts of things like that, uh, and inflation. The economy is not doing well because, as I said, inflation is like seventy and a hundred percent, and the economy doesn't exist. As I described it a couple of episodes ago, I think uh, the country is basically doing Liz Truss every year. Yeah. Like, babe, it's time, 4am, time for your Liz Truss. Like, oh no, no, please, don't make me have 70% inflation again. Except the country has to have 70%, it became a tradition at a certain <laughs> point, you know? Yeah. So, so basically, everyone is Liz Truss in Turkey. Especially the government. Every government uh, is Liz Truss in Turkey in the late 70s. There's no, there's no way around it. There's no, you know, there's just, there's just nothing to do. One thing I will note is that, uh, is that Trubs on Sport did win the Super League in 1977. That was a fact that I apparently wrote down somewhere on the notes. Don't know why. Good for them. Yeah, good for them, you know. Um, fine. I, who, who fucking cares? Really? <laughs> who fucking cares? It's just, it's just, I just say that to upset my grandma, really. Who's a Rizzo Sport fan? But in, in essence, <coughs> so so what happens constantly is that from 1977, when we have the 1977 election, which is uh, the one where the Republican People's Party do the best that they've ever done and will probably ever do because they get like 40 something percent of the vote. No chance they're ever going to do better than that ever again. Like, yeah. Fucking, even under the stalwart presidential campaign of mints they couldn't fucking do it so how what hope do they have really god i'm god i am so mad because i could have made a joke about eric adams being mints on the fucking fuck's sake the fucking spirit of the staircase does us again (laughs) oh man it's just anyway it's, it's, we're just looking at opportunities lost now. Deeply sad. Uh, 
Also, apparently during this period in Turkey, a fucking a Palestinian group, uh, who I know are not named, just raided the Egyptian embassy in Ankara. Cool. And I'm just like, okay, cool. That sounds like fun. I would like to perhaps know who uh, who did it, and I'll see if I can find it. It's going to be like the PLO, isn't it? It's not going to be like any any sort of like any interesting group, is it? I'm just having a look to see if I can get if I can get any kind of indication as to who it is. Apparently, the answer is going to be no. Oh yeah, it is. It is the PLO. It was the PLO who did it. Of course, it was. Like what other yeah. fucking yeah? Like I didn't recognize the PLO um, sort of acronym in Turkish because it was like FKO, and I was like, uh, yeah, I guess that is PLO. But I wanted to check, and it's like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Also, uh, during this period, do you remember that guy who shot the Pope? Yes. How can yeah, I forget? He, he escapes from prison in this period cool. as well. Um, but I think this is, yeah, this is before he shot the Pope, because he shot that journalist, Abdi Apekci, we mentioned. He escaped yeah. from prison for that shooting. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he certainly loves assassinating people. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say about this guy. His hobby is attempting to assassinate the Pope. I think he converted to Christianity too, which is pretty funny, I think. Basically, well, keep keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh, I suppose, yeah. So what happens is they the the prime minister position keeps shifting because they're sort of it's it's always a hung parliament, right? But like it's basically yeah. this situation where neither major party can really ally with parties that they're naturally sort of aligned to. So they keep having to do these dog shit unstable coalitions with like the, that religious party that we mentioned. Yeah, you know, the coalitions, one that to... coalitions of chaos. Coalitions of chaos, yeah. As opposed to strong and stable government. Now, actually... I, honestly, coalitions of chaos sounds like a Billy Talent song. It really does. And you can already hear the like rifter <laughs> using it. Fuck. I'm, I'm imagining like fallen leaves kind of with it. That's kind of the vibe I was getting from that. Yeah. Anyway... Um, <laughs> I don't know why, why that was uh what was happening in my head, but yeah. Um, so I, I've sort of lost my place there because now I'm thinking about Billy Talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh no. Um, so hold on, I just need to just like get my head. <laughs> Together again. Yeah, I'm just like great. I can't believe like such a mid pop punk band fucking derailed <laughs> me like that too. Like it's so it's so fucking shit. Uh okay, right. I'm I'm back. My brain's fine. Uh I don't have ADHD. I don't have ADHD. It, I I've not been di- I don't have it. Please stop I, saying that I, I have ADHD, everyone. I, I did tell you I got diagnosed like last week. Oh, you yes, you did mention it. Yeah, did but I? All oh, right, cool. Is it? Isn't this like the shittiest time to be diagnosed? Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no fucking meds for it. So, yeah, well, there's there's no meds, and also, um, the fucking waiting list for to start titration is like six months or something. Oh so. my fucking life! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not even on the NHS either because the NHS sent me private rather yeah. than wait like <clears throat> sent me private, so I had to wait like nine months for the diagnosis rather than like nine years or whatever it would have been on the fucking local NHS. 
fucking I'm so fucking mad about the NHS. Yeah. And it's not like it's the NHS people's fault. It's the fucking government's fault. Yeah. Fucking anyway. Anyway. What should happen is the doctors and nurses should strike. Yeah, they should. They should go on strike indefinitely. Yeah. So. So okay. So do you remember how we had two previous military coups, right? Yeah. And they happened in different ways, right? They happened in slightly different ways. Do you remember how they? Do you remember how they did it, Jamie? The two, the two methods of the two genders of coup in Turkey. Uh, wasn't one of them like one of them jumped the gun or something? Well, they accidentally like, went. The the soldiers went out onto the streets, and then they had to sort of do a coup. Yeah, something like that. That was a failed left wing coup. I may have mentioned in a bonus episode. Um. Where they the, were, the the, no that was then that was then followed three days later by a right wing coup. So, <laughs> um, so it went well. Everyone, <laughs> they, it was really embarrassing that that went. They went, no, we don't want to do like Baathism in, in Turkey. Apparently, was their plan. <laughs> and I'm like, that was probably for the best. In the, but also, I would prefer not to have the right wing um, coup either. Yeah, just don't do it. Okay, so. One was that the country had descended into such chaos that they sent troops out onto the street and arrested the government. They basically arrested the prime minister and threw him in jail. Because losing, yeah, because losing control of your country is the same as saying that you're English. Mm-hmm. It just, it just is. It just straight up is. Uh, and in the seven, do you, do you remember how they did the 1971? No. They sent a memo. To the government, yes. saying, oh, sort your, yeah. saying sort saying sort. They put the government on notice, <laughs> yes. and then when the government <laughs> couldn't be sorted out, they just fired the government and got in a, a, a centrist. Well, not centrist, but like a technocratic government in the national interest that fucked everything even worse. Yeah, who's the Turkish equivalent of like uh, Brian Cox? Oh well, to, uh, to put in your fantasy cabinet. It's funny that you mention that, because the guy they made Prime Minister was a guy called Nihat Erim, uh, who, it's interesting because, okay, I don't think I can put this in the actual episode, I'm not <laughs> going to put this in the episode, so there will be some appropriate music as I explained to Jamie. Uh, but anyway, we're back. We're back. So we're back. <laughs> D- nothing strictly interesting was said there. So uh, Nihat Erem was uh, sorry. It was the 1971 Turkish Military Memorandum, and he only served for 14 months before the government spiraled so out of control that even the technocrat Ken Clark government fucked it. Yeah. So it turns out Ken Clark would not have done very well as Prime Minister in Britain. Also, he said Jeremy Corbyn should be Prime Minister, which, um, whoops, um, guess kind of ruined him. But yeah, that's a picture of the guy, uh, Jamie Nahatarim. All right. He looks yeah. happy. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be? You didn't have to get any votes to be Prime Minister. <laughs> like, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to put in the hard yards of saying what you believe. Also, apparently, that's a picture of him meeting Richard Nixon, which has already made me dislike the guy. Okay, I can't imagine I being happy about about meeting Richard Nixon. To be fair, no, for no, for real, he's just like, oh, Richard Nixon, hey, it's my good friend Dick. 
Like, for real, this is the <laughs> widest shot of that picture, and I'm pretty sure that's Richard Nixon he's meeting with. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, that... 90% sure that's Richard Nixon. I mean, the the stand in front of, a, like, a fucking podium with the, the presidential, presidential seal, seal on it, on it yeah. and I'd, that is pretty much the, the back, like, of Richard Nixon's head. That is, that is, yeah, I'm familiar with the back of Richard Nixon's head because I've watched many episodes of Futurama. Yeah. So, Richard <laughs> Nixon, like, Nixon always wins. Great episodes whenever <laughs> Nixon's a central character. Ah, oh, I'm leaving in the Nixon impression. Um, it was good. Well, yeah, it, it's it's not even like Nixon. It's Nixon on Futurama. It's not even like the actual guy <laughs> at all. Um, so, so the country is engulfed in chaos. And so, what is the govern? What is the military to do? Because the military has already established that it's allowed to intervene in politics, right? He's, they've yeah. already established that, like, no, we're allowed to sort of set the... Sh- we're allowed to correct course and just intervene occasionally. Except each time they intervened and corrected course, they made it worse. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a, it's a bit like... The, the, it's a bit like a manager who insists on being very hands-on, despite the fact that they don't know how to do the job anymore because they've become a manager. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Like, what the fuck does the military know about, like, fixing... Okay, because, like, here's... Okay, here's the thing. The basis for the political chaos isn't that Turkey had a proportional parliament. It's because, like, a lot of people go, well, yeah, the problem is they had a proportional parliament and that meant no one could govern. No, people were able to form coalitions. It's that the proportional parliament had, like, five political parties in it. There are more than five political views that exist in a country. Like, yeah. why were there only, like... Okay, so, like, at the beginning you had, like, Turkish Workers' Party, you know, Marxist-Leninist Party, fine, good. And on the, all the way on the other side you had, like, the Republican Villagers fucking cunt party that were fascist. And it's like, okay, like, I don't... Like, whatever. But And there were lots of other smaller parties in there as well that could get into Parliament because the threshold basically didn't exist. But as time went on, these groups were pushed to the fringe. Well, no, okay, let me be more specific. Left-wing groups were pushed to the fringe, and right-wing groups were not, right? So you had less pluralism in the parliament, which meant that the center-left party would would win elections. Like, the Jehepeh, as fucking astonishing as it might be in the year of our Lord 2023 to say, they did win elections occasionally. They actually won a couple of elections. It's insane. Yeah, the last time they won an election was 1977. And I'm not... That's true. Like, you think the fucking Labour Party is shit at winning elections. They've won more recently than 1977. And I get that you could technically be like, oh, the Democratic Left Party, you know, they won an election and aren't they Republican People's Party kind of thing. But we'll maybe get to that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably get to that. I'll probably explain why I don't think it counts. But... Yeah, like, they did occasion, but they didn't have anyone to govern with. They keep having to govern with the religious party that keeps saying statues are too sexy. What fucking basis is that for stable government? So you, then you have Suleiman Demirel, who's the second leader of the second largest or largest party most of the time. He doesn't want to govern with the religious party. Like, he right. gen- generally doesn't want to do that. He does it, but, well, mainly because he thinks it's offensive that he should have to govern with anyone. Not because there's an ideological gap there. He just doesn't. He's just kind of like an asshole about it. He thinks he, he has some ma- mandate to govern because he's the leader of the centre-right party. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah. But, but like, he... But 
he forms these co- he he insists on forming minority governments. Guess what? Minority governments don't fucking last very long because they don't have majorities in the parliament. Like so what so what keeps happening? We keep changing prime minister, but each time we change it, we either run into the problem of this guy doesn't want to govern with anyone and mm. this guy can't govern with anyone because they pushed out the one likely coalition partner to the fringe of politics. And now because you've pushed them out to the fringe of politics, their representation in, for example, trade unions are becoming more radicalized because there's no direct representation of them in parliament. So there's, so now you spawned a bunch of like left-wingers who are pissed off and have access to guns and are in trade unions. Yeah. So, and you have a bunch of fascists who are in parliament and use that to provide legit to provide the like funding and organizational basis for a paramilitary where they have guns too. So you fucked it coming and going. It's nothing to do with the proportional system. Like it's nothing really to do with that. If you'd had first past the post, Suleiman Demirel would have slammed into a fucking wall eventually cuz he was a fucking idiot. And Bulan Ejevit would have slammed into a wall eventually because everyone thought he was secretly a communist. Like, there's no winning. It's and it's not these two people's fault either. Like it because like Turkey's economy was just reliant on foreign funding. And it's not and you know, in to an extent that was insane. Like the amount of American money required to keep that economy afloat was crazy at some points. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point America gave $200 million to Turkey in a year, which back then is a fucking insane amount. Like, yeah. This is 1970s. Or this is not like, it's not like $200 million now where that's like a fucking coin that the, that the treasury would mint as a joke. Like, yeah. it's $200 million back when that number meant something. And they kept, and you know, they kept going. And the thing is, the one thing that like Ejivit and all of the Turkish governments were desperate not to do was to like, go to the IMF, because the IMF shows up and they're like, huh, you appear to have healthcare. Have you considered not funding it? Yeah. And then, and then, and then guess what that does? That spawns an even more angry population yeah, that but doesn't think solve the, the problem. think of the savings. Yeah, like, and it's not like Turkey had a particularly good healthcare system in the 70s anyway. So, so, we, so we have this situation where the country basically doesn't really work and can't really work. And part of it is because the military is looming over everything. Because in, in a situation where the military gets to write, put the government, you know, write, sort it out, or we'll sort you out, yeah. is not really a system that's going to really give political parties, like, the space to actually solve things, if they even wanted to solve them in the first fucking place. So when we're approaching the 1980 military coup, we're in a period where Demerel decided, you know what, I have decided to um I have decided to govern with the uh with the sort of uh, National Salvation Party. They called it the Nationalist Front, which, you know, is very appealing. Mm. Um yeah, you know, that's that's a lovely thing. And to be fair, he had been in coalition with them before, but his MPs were like no, we would like to leave this party because people leave their parties. You know, BAP. BAP yeah, happened. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff like that. It was BAP stuff. And then they give Ejevit the majority, but then they're like, well, Ejevit kind of sucks because he's a communist, so now we're going to side with the Nationalist Front. So the Nationalist Front was um, the, the not-Democrat party. I was about to say Democrat party. The Justice Party, 
the National Salvation Party and the uh, Nationalist Movement Party, Ben's favourite party, led yeah. by Ben's favourite person, <laughs> Arpaslan Turkesh. <laughs> as long as Ben's not here, I'm going to taunt them with it. That fucker just never stops appearing, though. Yeah, well, I mean, get used to that face, because he's going to be showing up a lot. So, so we're we're in one of the sort of like blunt edge, not blunt edge of it. Um, Suleiman Demirel periods of being in charge, which is, as you might imagine, not going very well because the country can't be governed. It's it's an unsolvable problem. No one knows how to solve this problem because. I don't, first of all, I don't think anyone cares to solve the problem. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't think anyone, because, like, there's, there's no way to fucking solve this problem, really. And, like, Suleiman Demerol is just a fucking dumbass. Like, he, he is a dumbass. Like, my parents are like, oh, Suleiman Demerol, he was a very intelligent politician, he's very charismatic. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. He just, he slammed the con- he slammed into a wall. When he could have just like he could have done like the right wing statist thing of selling out, but like you know like he could have done that. He didn't even think to do that properly. He didn't even think to sell out properly. So, 1980 is an interesting year, but the build up is that the military, the uh, the head of the military of the time, uh, well he's not really the head of the military, I guess, but is a general Kenan Evren who is a piece of shit, and I hope he roasts in hell. Uh, he got a handwritten report from a general on get uh, okay. So it's really funny the remit of the report on whether a coup was necessary or that the government needed a stern warning. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we find the two genders strike again, <laughs> um, and the guy and, and it was and apparently he demanded it be a handwritten report. So, like, this poor fucker who's a general had to handwrite this report being like, yeah, mate, it's fucked, we need to do a coup. Yeah. Why like, did he insist on it being handwritten? I I don't know, he could have just typed it. It's the fucking 70s, they had typewriters yeah. back then, didn't they? I don't know, I wasn't... Did he think Jamie... like, type, typewriters would leave a fucking paper trail or something? No, I think he wanted to be able to pin it on someone in case it fucked up, right? To oh, say this yeah, guy, yeah. this guy fucking said it. So like, this is the guy who recommended I do it. So you can't blame me. I genuinely think that's part of it. Like I don't, I, I've, I've never like. So he kept so so you know, Kenan Everan gets the report and is like, interesting. Yes, a military coup. We're not going to put them on notice. Puts it in the, uh, puts it in the safe in his office. And there's only three people who really know about this at this time. So there's the guy who who wrote the report. There is um. Another general who was involved in the invasion of Cyprus, but now, you know, he's senior, so he's not doing invasions as much, you know. And then there's obviously the guy who ordered the report be written. And he, so he picks these two people because he thinks one of them is kind of like close to the parliamentary left, you know, Republican People's Party. He's like politically close to them. And the other one's politically close to the fascists. So he's like, I have covered all of my bases. It tells her who's going to be angry at me about this. Which, no, I don't think he did cover his bases particularly well. So they, they have, um, so, so generals keep having these meetings behind closed doors. And in December, they have one where they're like, okay, so like, we need to figure out what to actually do. Because this country is 
becoming more ridiculous by the day. There are 10 political assassinations per day. It's out of control. Like, you can't, it's just, like, you can't exist as a military institution in a country like this, really. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to send, we're going to write a letter to the party leaders and tell them to, that we've put them on notice. <laughs> so, they, so they sent it to the uh, president first, because the president's nonpartisan. They said They sent him the memo. They sent a memo, basically, to the party leaders. They've done it again. <laughs> they sent another memo. And they said, look, we need, to, we need to resolve this instability issue and you're the actual politics people. So that is your job to solve, which I suppose does make sense. Like, but it's also not your job as the military to be like, okay, but you lot need to sort it out or else. Like, that's probably not your job. But apparently, well, we've established the precedent now that it is their job because they keep <laughs> doing it. Um, oh, wait, actually... Um, sorry, uh, my partner is... I didn't realize what you were offering me for a second. My partner has just offered me a bowl of spaghetti. Oh, nice. Yeah, a, a the sauce I was making earlier. For anyone interested in what my dinner is as we're recording, it is a sun-dried tomato pasta sauce made with white wine. Oh. Yeah, it's very fancy. Um, it's also... I'm just going to take a bite and then we'll get back to it. Mmm. <laughs> So good. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that there for now. Yeah. So. After after like hurry up because I'm waiting to eat. So. Ah uh, yeah yeah sorry um. <laughs> well I mean yeah I'll, I'll try my best like this. <laughs> so they. So the government. So the so the, the the military planned the coup to take place in July, right? They're like, yeah. and they called it um Operation Flag. Which is okay. fucking great. I fucking love that. But they, um, but the basis for doing the coup was that the there had been a report given to the generals, the high-ranking generals, that like lower-ranking officers were getting anxious and were tempted to sort of take matters into their own hands. And there's sort of, I suppose there's, you know, there's this, I suppose, left Kemalist kind of faction in the military is the best way to describe the guys who wanted to do bathism, basically, right? Yeah. Those guys. It's sort of like a left Kemalism thing. Is is the best way to describe it. And they're really kind of more worried about those guys going, right? Because they're like, yeah, but if those guys go, we might become communist. Because they think social spending is communism. Uh and they're and they're like, oh, we don't want to go communist. We've got to go the other way, which is, oh, wait, that's fascism. But but they delay the plan because there was a motion of no confidence put into Demerol's government, and they were like, "Okay, so maybe like some kind of stable government will come out of this." And part of the problem is that Turkey's president dies, and uh, dies quite um, quite a while in July, just like after the vote of no confidence. Uh, not in July. What the fuck am I on about? Um, dies in April. So the Turkish president dies in April, which means that they have a long time with an acting president. Now, that's not, like, a big problem, in a sense, because you can just, like, the president didn't really do anything back then. Yeah. It's kind of like being the queen, except the queen's much more powerful than the Turkish president of the time. But they have an acting president. And so the way that you would elect a president in Turkey is you would need to get a significant majority of the the parliament. Of, of, like, the attending parliament, too. So 
So, like, you could boycott the election of the president in Parliament and just gum it up forever, right? right. Now, this president dies, and they try to uh, they try to do this. So, do you remember how that um, that dickhead, the guy who tried to become House Leader in America, he took like nineteen tries, and that was like a national fiasco yeah. on a scale unheard of. How can't many? Remember the, can't remember the guy's name, but I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. There you go. I got it. Um, so how many unsuccessful rounds do you think there were for Turkey to elect a president in 1980 before the military called it off by taking over the government? 20? Higher? 50? Sorry, I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> Higher. F- oh, fuck's sake. 100. Little bit higher. Are you fucking kidding me? 115. 115 is exactly correct. Fucking hell. <laughs> 115 unsuccessful rounds to attempt to elect a president. That's so, incredible. And part of this is because the new constitution requires that two-thirds of the, of the parliament, of the total members of parliament, have to vote for it. Now, do you remember what we were talking about before, how no one could form a coalition that was stable? Because everyone fucking hated each other. Yeah. Now, imagine... If every single fucking party got to nominate a candidate. <laughs> but they didn't even do that. Two of the, um, two, it was just the Republican People's Party candidate and the Justice Party candidates, both of whom were former generals. But neither of them could reach the thing. Yeah. But the, but it, but the session was called off, the, the final session that might have solved it, the 116th session. You know what they say, 116th time's the charm. True. Um, yeah, that, yeah, true facts. Uh, they, that was called off because they did a military coup. Which, you know, I suppose makes a lot of sense. There's no point really attempting to vote for a new president when this guy, drawn here in Hurriet, which I will show Jamie a picture of, this guy here has, uh, has, has decided to take over the government. Uh, that headline literally says, the government has taken over, sorry, the army has taken over the government. Okay. And he looks, the, the, um, is he is he okay? Uh no, this guy is a fucking weirdo and we'll talk about how much of a weirdo he is he um, just, in he, a bit. He he looks a it's alarmingly red there. <laughs> yeah, well I mean he's a yeah. He's like Baz, he's been, Turk Baz. I was gonna say like he's been out in forty degree weather, like sunbathing in his fucking bin. <laughs> this guy's the bin and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can get a picture of him looking like the Bin and Sonic guy a little bit. Can I, can I, is that like something with the angle where I can Photoshop him in? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There's some chance I have a picture of him that means we can Photoshop him into the Bin and Tonic. But, but, uh, the, the coup goes ahead and the uh so what do you think the, okay so what do you think the military does what do you think the first thing is that the government should do the the military government should do when they take over the government uh appoint someone as president if that was the reason that like yes you know so me? that yes okay so that's they they did do that yeah they um they formed something called the national security council always a good sign yeah, that doesn't sound yeah, and they, at all. And they appointed Kenan Evren the uh, the head of it. And they, they sort of did a 4.30 radio announcement where they're like, we've taken control of the... I don't know what that voice is. 
We've taken control of the government, and it's uh, all of the political parties' fault because they can't work together. Uh, you know, it's like that's like the if, um the fucking Pathé News guy. If he was like just sick of it, that's what that okay. accent was. Yeah, there is a Turkish Pathé guy. I found out there is, and he has that accent but speaks Turkish, and he's nice. exclusively on videos about football. So the so the justification is that the Turkish Republic needed to be saved from political fragmentation, violence, and economic collapse caused by political mismanagement. Political mismanagement that only happened because of the things you did before when you intervened in the government, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm not even like, and like I'm a particularly anti-coup person, specifically because of this military coup, weirdly, but like. Mm. All the other ones didn't exactly fucking set this one up to succeed. But they, uh, they, so, okay, what, what comes next? They appoint a president. What do they do next? Bear in mind that they blame all of this on the political parties. Uh, they fucking abolished, like, parliament? I don't know. Oh, that's cool. right. They, they abolished parliament. <laughs> yep. Okay, what's the next? Okay, Jamie, what's uh, you're on a roll. What's the next thing they do? They abolish Parliament. What next? Oh fucking hell! This is getting difficult now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, declare a bank holiday. No, sadly not. Kind of the opposite, <laughs> really. <laughs> take a bank holiday away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They take. Yeah, they get rid of one of the national holidays. Okay, so. They they officially ban every single political party that existed before the coup. <laughs> every single fucking party's gone. Like, and I'm not like the fascist party who were like, yeah, coup, finally our ideology is gonna be in power, banned. <laughs> fucking got there. <laughs> like like they their ass got got by yep. this. Rip. Um Republican People's Party, banned. Justice Party, banned. Uh, the fucking weird Islamist party, national, the, the sexy statue party, banned. BAP! <laughs> Yet to exist. Right? Um, yeah. So we've covered all the important bases. Then, what do you think happens to the leader of every single political party in Turkey? Uh, I assume they don't all just have to get, like, their jobs. I assume they're all, like, rounded up or something. Yeah, they are all arrested and thrown in jail for a bit. Now this is obviously like really controversial. Because... When you say when you say for a bit, I assume you mean like for a while rather than just as it like you know what I mean. They did it for a oh while. yeah 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 for a bit yeah they they weren't like huh, you know what'd be funny arresting the prime <laughs> minister and the leader of the opposition that'd be such that'd be such japes yeah know? just record it record it for your YouTube prank channel in thirty years time. Kenan Evren prankster. I, I fucking hate that I said that so much. I, I fucking hate it. I hate myself and I hate that I said that. Okay, so now what is the next thing that a military coup government does? What a surprise. Every single type of strike action was made illegal. Classic. Uh, and also every single trade union was banned. Well, was suspended officially. They're like administratively suspended. And they imposed martial law on the entire country. And using the martial law provisions, replaced every single mayor, governor, uh, you know, like, public servant, with just soldiers. That's cool. That's normal. That's a normal thing. And they yeah. also had curfews. 
and uh, you were also not allowed to leave the country. And so, as you might imagine, this went really well because it resulted in 120,000 people being thrown in jail by 1982. That's, um, what, were they trying to be the new America? Well, well yeah, I mean, quite. And, and one of the sort of instigating incidents for this was the assassination of Nihat Erem, who, because he was assassinated by the, um, by the DHKPC, uh, the Revolutionary People's Liberation Party front. Now, why was he assassinated by the DHKPC? So, Jamie, his, so do you remember this guy was put into power by the military, right? Yeah. Do you remember those lads who kidnapped those American servicemen? I do, yeah. Yeah, and do you remember what happened to them? Uh, they all got shot? They, yes, they were executed. They were hanged, I think. But... But do you know how uh, death penalties were? It was decided death penalties were sort of carried out or not at the time in Turkey. Uh, wasn't it like a vote in parliament? It was a vote in parliament. Now, who was prime minister when the vote in parliament happened? Oh, now you're asking questions. Um, can't remember. Well, I mean, by context, you could have guessed it was Nahat Aram because it was him. And so what? And so what did the uh, DHKPC want? If um, they wanted revenge for the people they executed, so they shot him. Well, so this yeah. is pretty directly the Turkish military's fucking fault. Like, <laughs> pretty fucking I mean, directly their fault. Yeah. And uh, also, fun fact about the DHKPC: uh, it um, it is classified as a terrorist group by Japan, specifically. I mean, obviously, Turkey, the US, United Kingdom, and EU. Like, all right, fine. But, like, Japan? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I wonder what the... Does it have a Japanese language? Uh, oh, it does. Oh, it does. No, no, no. Keep it in Japanese. I want to see what the kanji are. It doesn't. Um, that Okay. Oh, yeah, because all of the words are so general. They can have kanji for all of them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I'm definitely not going to... Get a tattoo with any of that stuff on it. <laughs> if, I go, if I go to Japan with that, I'll get arrested immediately. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. It's not remotely interesting. I mean, to be fair, the one thing, the one kanji I immediately recognised was the people one because it's 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 the most basic one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the assassination. Yeah. So this assassination was one of the pre, like one of the main catalysts for them to say the country's out of control. Former prime ministers are getting shot in the street. We need to go now, now, now. And it's, <laughs> and, and and so they they uh, they they went. And I guess we can talk about the impacts of it after in the next episode. We can talk about what did the military government do. But for a sort of like a spoiler. Turkey was basically n- so you know how the um the previous military governments were like quick about they were desperate to sort of hand power back off right yeah. they were like please just like we don't want to stay here because it's very conspicuous to be in charge of a country that's so dysfunctional <laughs> um they they stuck around for- so Turkey returned to a partial democracy in 1983 and only finally returned to a full democracy in 1989 and even then, like, they had the military constitution and stuff like that, so. I have questions, and I guess we'll explore those questions um, in the next episode. Oh, one more thing I need to say. 
the, the other immediate thing that they did that we'll talk about the sort of secondary impact of was they made Kurdish illegal. Oh. Fucking, yeah, I told yeah, Fucking you. Fucking obsessed, can, like, aren't they? Yeah, you oh my god, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> like, Kurdish yeah. people to the Turkish state. And the answer is because it's, uh, it's a racist uh, colonial state, at least in yeah. the southeast of Turkey. It's also a racist state everywhere else, to be fair. But yeah, uh, there you go. If you're wondering why Turkey and Israel got along so well, it's because they basically did and are doing the same things. Yeah. And I wonder why I might not want to do this podcast at the moment. Who can say? <sighs> but we will do it, and we will do it. We'll get through the military government, and then it's plain sailing from there, right? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, everyone. We we are with the military coup. We are kind of in the final stretch of what peace at home will be. We have a we have an ending plan, kind of. Yeah. So we are in the final stretch, and uh, then we will do the project that we actually want to do. <laughs> even no, that's such a shitty thing to say. That's it not is. what I meant. But I mean, we'll do the project that uh, that has captured our imagination that we talked about privately. But the bonus listeners will probably know about depending on if I leave that in or not. Yeah. But also, if you do want to know about the I think New you have York to leave Mayor... It, I think you have to leave it in now, because imagine if someone listens to this, pays for the bonus to find out what <laughs> we were talking about, and you cut it. And I just cut out... Well, if I cut out all of the random shite we talked about, there'd be no bonus episode. It's true. But, but if you want to learn about how astonished I am that an American politician can actually be investigated for corruption, first of all, because I just assumed... <laughs> They were all like that, but secondly, like I think, I think he probably assumed that as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably what happened. But also, like, how the fuck did Turkey manage to fuck up bribing a, an American politician? Like, I'm still not sure I understand how they fucked it quite that bad because that's like the easiest thing to do in the fucking world. Like, I'm uh, anyway. Yeah, if you want to hear more of me being really confused as to how you can actually be punished for bribing a U.S. politician. I guess go at the Patreon for the bonus episode and we'll catch you, uh, well, when that's out next week and we'll catch you on the next one in a couple weeks, hopefully. No promises, but yeah. hopefully. We'll see ya.